Welcome, welcome to another episode of I Got This. Uh, you're here with me, uh, host Aisha Hogan, visionary and strategist of iAwesome, International Academy of Universal Self Mastery, as well as one of the authors in this series that we're doing right now, From Bottom to Top. Um, one of the authors that's with us is Desiree Sharini. And she's also one of the faculty, surprisingly, of iAwesome. And she's with us today. We're going to talk a little bit about, <laughs> this is going to be funny what I'm going to say. We're going to talk a little bit today about her bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm also working on. <laughs> hey, Desiree, how are you? I'm good, Aisha. Good to see you and hear you. Awesome. I get to see you, but the rest of the people only get to hear yeah, you. Yeah, no, they so just I... get to hear us today. Yeah. So I want you to sort of share with the people who you are and where you are in your life right now. Okay. Um, well, I'm a, a hypnotherapist and life coach, um, author. I also have a, a book before this one, uh, you know, just written uh, by myself. And I'm an artist and arts instructor, uh, you know, mom and um, but my kids are grown. And, you know, so I can kind of outgrow that as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, that kind of, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, and maybe a little bit of too much. I always seem to be chasing down my next interest, but I think we're all doing that. Yeah. I think, I you know, so. like life is in flux, right? It's always in yeah. change. It's always fluxing. Yeah. It's always fluxing. Yeah. I'm a fluxer. <laughs> it's always fluxing. So, you know what I find really interesting? I, I've, I've, we've got about 40 authors and I awesome, or sorry, in from bottom to top and almost every one of them in their lives have changed their lives around so much that they are now contributing you know, help spending their time helping others, mm -hmm. which is, I think, pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I think that would be the common theme or trend, because from my personal experience, it's like when you've hit the bottom or where you feel like you were, you know, really down, um, I think it grows some sort of an altruism that you, you want to help other people escape that or not get there. Right. Yeah. It's a way of, I guess, paying it forward. You know, I, I was, uh, you know, you were, we were, some people helped us and, 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 you know, and now we want to help people. So it's amazing. The one question I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask you not to give away too much of your chapter because we, of course, want, we want people to read your story, mm. but how did you know, you know, what were the danger signs? How did you know when you hit bottom? Yeah, there were lots of, you know, how people talk about red flags, right? So there were lots of red flags, um, that I ignored or, you know, you know, tried to bleach out to pink or something. Right. <laughs> so, so I tried to, not, you know, just say, well, that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. Um, and, and by ignoring those red flags, I did finally reach a point where my, my, you know, warning sign, that big warning sign is, you know, I, I was considering suicide and it was really only momentarily. It wasn't like, oh, I'm thinking about it for a long time. Like some people do. There was this one moment where I thought about it. And, you know, I, I, I was in the moment and I'm like, I could just do that. And I thought, geez, what is wrong with you? What are you like? Have it, has it gotten that bad? And it was almost like, you know, a, a slap in the face that this is ridiculous. And, and you have children and what would you do to them? And, you know, really, I've, you know, I've done other interviews. I said, thank goodness I had children because I was not going to do that to them. I might have done it to myself. 
it's amazing. And, it, and it's good that you thought about it. I'm so glad that you didn't do it. I mean, I, I, you know, I was there, I was there too. And it's, it's, um, so I guess the, the, the one thing that I'd like people to know that are listening is that if you've thought about it, you're not alone in thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an option, you know, it is an option. Clearly it's an option. And some people take it. Some people think about it momentarily. Some people mull over that option for a while. Um, but ultimately it's an option. It is one of our options. It's one of our choices um, in this life to either say I'm going to move forward or I'm not. And the one thing that's that I guess we don't consider when we're doing it because we're so stuck and we're so sort of only associated with ourselves mm-hmm. and what's going on in that moment is how is this going to affect all the people that I know? And not just, you know, you're just your children, but what about your friends? What about mm-hmm. your parents? What about your aunts and uncles? And, and, you know, what about the people that know you, you know, right. and what mess is, so we, you know, but we don't really think about anybody except maybe our very immediate people around us mm-hmm. and you know thank god we had those immediate people yeah and um it it does help to get that bigger picture you know now you know, when i talk to people you know as a you know life coach or you know i do get people that have thought of it have even tried it um have you know gone back to that consideration and uh you know it's even to people are in such pain sometimes that they are just like, they will believe that their friends and family are better off without them. They don't want them here anyway. And that's not the truth, you know, and then have to go back to even one of the best tips I ever got uh, from, you know, studying or taking a a course on talking to people around, you know, preventing suicide was the um, analogy of like, you've got a bookshelf and you've got all these books on there you know, and some of them you've read, some of them you haven't. And one of those books is suicide. One of those books is called suicide. And you can choose that book. But that's the last book you're ever going to read in this lifetime. And aren't there other books you'd like to maybe pick up before you go, you know, Um, so it's just having that bigger picture of this is not all there is. There are so many options, so many other books on the shelf that we can choose to to pick up and read. And well, I'm glad I decided not to read that one book, you know, <laughs> it's like, so what, other that options, what other options did you think you had at that time? Um, well, they, they were narrow and they seemed overwhelming. Um, and, and you know what it was, a lot of it was that it was so totally outside my um, uh, abilities that I felt I had. I felt like, how, how would I, you know, I'm limited. I felt captured. I felt like there was no choice. Um, So obviously I did find options. And and the first option, uh, the first step was to just say, okay, I've got options. And if I don't have options, I'm going to make options. Uh, And I, I really started to just brainstorm, like, what's the worst thing that could happen if I choose, you know, to, to go on and, and, you know, I went through a whole, um, you know, thinking, what do you call it? Brainstorming. Yeah. I went through the whole brainstorming thing of what could I do instead, you know, even as ridiculous as it might be. And there were lots of options. And like you say, friends, family, um, 
you know, other, other places to be or go or, um, people. And it that was a help. question. I mean, you asked a question and the question yeah. was different than why is this happening to me? The question was, what else could I do? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that opens up all kinds of doorways that you're not even, uh, you know, that you're not even aware of at the time that all of a sudden start to show up for you. Yeah. And then also, you know, the bigger picture of, uh, I know this is not a popular one to think of, but there's always somebody that's worse off. And um, to look at myself and say, come on, you know, (laughs) stop it, get up, just get to work. It's okay. You're going to be fine. There's people that are, you know, happier than you with a lot less and with, you know, a lot worse circumstances, but they, it's your mindset. Right. You know, um, what, what was it? Uh, I think it was Abraham Hicks or something had a great quote about, um, I am so free that I can be, you know, imprisoned. I can be in chains, but I'm free. Um, and, and so yeah. even just the mindset is, is if you free your mind, then you can, then you can free all sorts of other things. Right. I mean, and people can hold your body hostage, but they can't hold you hostage. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the only person that can do that to you is you. Yeah. We have our perceptions and our choices. And once you free your, your mind, then, you know, you have so much more power over, you know, taking all the other steps. So you've obviously made a choice Mm -hmm. at some point, and that was to brainstorm and to find other options and to, and what made you decide to choose what you chose? Well, you know, to, um, (laughs) well, it was, like I say, you know, brainstorming. And, and I guess I just, it was mostly just take action, take action, whatever that action was, instead of being stuck, instead of um, being frozen in, in like feeling like I had no, no choices. So I don't know what, you know, just the choice, you know, the, the kids, the, the future, the just make a choice to do something other than die. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. so, so you made a choice, you started brainstorming. And how long do you think it really was before you started to notice things begin to shift for you? Well, it was immediate when I decided to change my, my mindset. It was like, be a fighter, not, uh, you know, wimpy, like, I can't do this. It was, it was was a fighter. And I changed once I decided it was really within a 10 minute, you know, 15 minute window of going from bottom to not top yet, but changing that mindset that I am not putting up with this anymore. I'm getting myself out of this situation. And, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's going to happen. And um, truth be told, I think from that point, it might've taken five years. Yeah. It's um, a journey. It's a journey for sure. But you know, you look at it like this great new adventure. Mm -hmm. And, And, but you know, I, my mind was, I, I just had to flip the switch. It wasn't a dimmer up. It was, a, I lifted that switch up to change my mindset. Yeah. And it's, it, thank you for saying that because it's super, it's, it's super important for people to know that. Why do we stay in a situation that we're in? Because we know it, you know, it's, it's hard for people to flip the switch because that means they're going to go somewhere that they're not used to being. Right. And but do it because clearly the familiar isn't a good place, <laughs> right? Clearly the familiar is not working for you, right? So better to go to the unfamiliar and find out other things 
and try different things than stay in the familiar that's not working. And I don't know why we want to stay in the familiar that's not working, why we love to stay stuck. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's, you know, it's fear, clearly. Yeah, um, I know why. Okay. <laughs> there, there is, it's, there's a, um, it's actually, you know, this neuroplasticity plasticity thing. But uh, when we have a behavior, it tends and we repeat it and we repeat it. Uh, a, a good description was like, you know, going on your sled down the snow hill, right? And once you go down once, it's easier to go down that same path over and over again. And it's really difficult to try and drag your sled over and make a, a new path. So that's how our brains are operating too. So the neurons fire in a certain way. Whenever we repeat our behavior or our thoughts, we strengthen that neural connection and the other ones die away. And that's why they say it takes, you know, 20 to 45 days or 60 days to change a behavior because we have to form those new, new neural pathways. So just like anything that takes us to, you know, keeps us stuck, it's because our brain honestly has a very hard time changing that neural pathway and it's uncomfortable. It feels wrong. It feels weird. It's, it's not normal to switch up that thought or that behavior and it takes effort and then it gets hard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It feels hard. I can't do yeah, it. You know, yeah, you can, but you can, but you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's right. why it's so important to get help. Sometimes, you know, people try to do so much stuff on their own and there's so much help out there. There's free help. There's paid help. There's, you know, all sorts of help. There's books, there's, you know, friends, family to, to know you're not alone and get support on making those positive changes for yourself. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to get the help. And it's not because I don't want to say because you're not smart enough to do it on your own. I think what it is, is that it's, you're so associated with the issue. You're so mm -hmm. in it that sometimes when we're so in it, we're just like those horses with blinders on. Mm -hmm. We cannot even see that there's other options or we don't even know how to make that left or that right or how we're going to do yeah. that. And it just takes, you know, someone else to be able who's disassociated from the situation to be able to look at it and go, hey, you know, you got this and this is how we're going to do it. And it's not as hard as you think and be able to support you all the way through it. Yeah. And, and even like I always like to say is like, you know, like you say, the blinders, you know, take off the blinders, see the bigger picture. Um, and people that get stuck in situations that are not good for them or they're unhappy with, they see a lot of times they'll explain it away um, and, and make excuses and, oh, gosh. And the worst thing, you know, and I was there, I was there and I remember talking to people and, and experiencing this and living through it for years, sticking in that victim I'm a victim, I'm a victim, and this happened, and that happened, and then they, you know, and I can't, and I can't, and I was, you know, we, we kind of have to go through that, but the faster you can get past being the victim, the sooner you're going to gain your personal power and be who you want to be and live the life you want to live, because ultimately, it's up to, you know, you, it's up to me, it's up to each of us right. to be our, our own advocate and our, but sometimes it takes that help from someplace else to you find get your out hero, right? Your superpower, your hero, yeah. right? Just as much as strength as it takes to be a victim, it actually mm -hmm. takes less strength to be your hero, right? So just people don't see themselves that way. Mm -hmm. And 
it's true. I mean, we all have a story. I always love yeah. that. Always, it's something I say to my clients too. It's like, we all have a story to tell. And when we tell our story at the beginning, it's usually from the eyes of the victim. Yeah. And, you know, and we, and one of my clients who was you know, very stuck in being the victim, um, I was trying to help her, you know, reframe it. And I said, you know, you, you feel like a victim. You, you keep saying you've been a victim and you're a victim. I, I said, how about switch that up? Because when you say I am, you continue to build just like that neural pathway, right? right? Your thoughts just repeat. When you say I am a victim, you are identifying as a victim and it's going to be much harder to be self-empowered. I said, how about I am self-empowered, but I have been victimized. There are those who want, will want to try to victimize you, but it's up to you to not become their victim, even in thought, you know, right. like we started this conversation. If you can just break out of that, take over your own thoughts. And you don't have, and it doesn't have to be so big. Like, you know, like you, sometimes you got to do it in pieces. Like, you know, like when you were saying down that sled, going down yeah. the hill, going, going mm-hmm. you know, maybe you don't need to make a hard right. Maybe yeah. you just have to make us a, a gentle right. You know, and, and then you, find, you go down, high. just pull it a little bit more. Right. And it, and, and it doesn't have to be like this whole, now I've got to switch directions and go up the hill. Like, so it's, yeah. you know, you don't have to do that. You can just do a little bit at a time and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Anything you can do. If you're feeling like a victim, if you're feeling stuck every, if you can't do the big flip, the switch, then do the dimmer, but do something that, that starts breaking that old yeah. pattern. that's not working. Just something. Absolutely. Do something. So when someone reads your chapter, Desiree, when someone reads your chapter, what is the message? I think we have already talked about some of the message, but what is the message that you want them to walk away with? Uh, Well, the message is to claim, get back your personal power, be your own, you know, listen to your own voice. Don't, don't be, don't let yourself be the victim um, of other people's opinions, thoughts, uh, you know, watch out what you take on what people say to you, you know, if if they want to say something great about you, go ahead, take that on. (laughs) If they want to say something negative, you can think about it. Does that fit? Is this really, you know, me? And if it is, how do I change who I am to uh, adjust to be happier with myself and, you know, also work with other people. But, um, you know, the bottom line was I had given away my power to other people, other people's thoughts and choices about me. And I, I, you know, lost who, you know, my, my self-worth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now as a, as a coach, as a hypnotherapist, Mm -hmm. we both are the same there. Yeah. Same work, helping people out. What beyond everything that we've talked about right now, what would you say your favorite strategy or tip is to share with people? Uh, you know, I think we already touched on it. it. It's to zoom out, disassociate, because I am, like I say, when you're in it, you can't see it. I picture, you know, my, I, I always have these visuals and it's like, you're out there in the ocean and the waves are really big and it's swirling around and you're caught in the riptide and the waves are so big, you can't even see that there is a life raft, you know, just a few feet away for you to swim to. But if you could rise up above yourself and sort of disassociate and say, what's happening here? Let me see what's going on instead of seeing it through my eyes, see it as the observer. 
And then you can go, hey, look, there's a life raft if you just swim this direction. Uh, when you disassociate and you pretend you're someone else watching you, it, watching your interactions, watching your life choices, it's much easier, much easier to see the direction you need to go. Yeah. I love that one. I always say that too, but I always say it like this, you know, pretend you're on the other side of the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, instead of staring at yourself, you're on the other side of the mirror looking at you. <laughs> you know, what do you see? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great way to say it. And yeah, you want to, it's funny when the people say, you know, don't disassociation is like a, it means that it's a bad thing, right? It's, you know, they put it as a diagnosis for a bad thing, but no, you want to get outside yourself sometimes to see what you're doing. It's the only way you can yeah. see. Well, it's a different kind of disassociation, <laughs> not, not the one where you have, you know, multiple personalities, right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the observer versus the, um, you know, the subjective view, you know, instead of the subjective view, have the um, objective view of your, you know, experiences in life. It just, and then get back in your body and do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for being a part of I Awesome. Thank you for being part of this book. Thank you for sharing today. And thank you all for listening. And I'd love to hear some of your comments, some of your questions. Please feel free to send them to me um, at Aisha at iawesome.com. Um, you can definitely send me anything. Um, and I, I love hearing from people. I love hearing their thoughts, no matter what those are. So have a fantastic day and we'll be back with another episode soon.